Welcome to the podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Katie. And this is... One Kiss Means Forever! This is the podcast where we take beloved pieces of literature and we turn them into something else, possibly less romantic or meaningful. Uh, we're talking about our favorite made-for-TV romances, the kinds that you find on Netflix, Hallmark, whatever, and Spark TV? Yeah, I don't know what that is either, but that's where this apparently originated. Cool. So, cool. All right. Today, we are talking about a movie that I'm sure, Katie, you and I are the only people who have ever seen. <laughs> now that we have, like, nobody's seen this movie. There's no way. Um, no. Called Lights, Camera, Romance. Um, and it aired on this mythical Spark TV on April 16th, 2021. <laughs> and here is what, you know, Spark TV and IMDb or whatever has to say about it. Actress Emma Hutton is determined to find her friend Hope a perfect match, but in doing so, she accidentally tramples on several hearts. When Emma realizes she herself has always loved her good friend Gray, Emma learns love works best when she doesn't meddle with it. I don't think she learned that lesson. Um, <laughs> it's a charming romance inspired by Jane Austen's Emma, and it stars Monica Moore Smith and Dan Folks. Um, yes. So charming romance indeed. Um, <laughs> if if you if, if, by the end of this, if you feel like you absolutely must watch this movie, um, it was on Prime. Um, so yeah. you can watch it. Yeah, it's on, easy to watch. Yeah, easy to watch. <laughs> Very accessible. Uh, but here is our um, uh, Barnes and Noble classic edition uh, synopsis of of this <laughs> of this movie. Emma Hutton, played by Monica Moore Smith, is a Hallmark-style actress. She works a lot, mostly making romances, a la Hallmark, like we said, and she seems pretty much happy in her life. She has her close friends named Liz and Eleanor, which are absolutely awesome call-outs, um, hilarious, and her oldest friend, Gray, which is the worst name ever. Which is fair, but also not the worst name ever. Fair. There's a Zane in this movie. <laughs> Gray, played by Dan Falkles, um, who doubles as uh, Emma's lawyer. Um, Emma has her work where she's especially excited about a new role her agent, Zane, is putting her up for, as it's more meaty, action-y type role with depth. And she has her favorite hobby, which is matchmaking. Upon arriving home one evening, Emma runs into Hope, moving in across the street. As they are about the same age, Emma decides that they will be friends. And even though Hope expresses no interest, Emma decides that she would be a great girlfriend for Zane. Emma arranges a double date with Hope and Zane, but needs to come up with a guy to bring for herself. So she goes with the old standby, asking Gray to do her a favor. Zane is clearly bummed that the date isn't with him and Eva, Emma, which Gray clocks, but Emma doesn't see it or believe it. 
At her audition for this exciting role, Zane is a great professional and at that moment comes clean and admits he has feelings for Emma, completely throwing her off her game. Uh, good job, my agent, right before the big audition. Um, and, uh, you know, she says no, and he does not take her rejection well at all. He stops answering her calls, which is a huge problem, again, as he is her agent. <laughs> it's He gets her work. It's 100%. Their relationship is talking on the phone. Anyway, uh, when she finally has to stop by his office in person, he informs her that another agent will be taking over working with her. And luckily, Hope is not that heartbroken about um, not dating Zane. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> we are going to get so into Zane later. Um, okay. <laughs> Gray takes Emma to his fancy office party. Even though the firm needs to tighten up the budget, which Eleanor has actually been hired to help with, they are throwing this shindig for the boss's son being given a junior partner position. Gray is not into this Nepo baby situation at all. He does not like Barry. Son's name, His name is Barry. Barry. <laughs> <laughs> but Barry sees Emma. They start chatting. He asks for her number. And even though gray is not into it at all and kind of warns her off it emma is like nope i like this guy he's cute so emma and barry start spending time together and emma is thinking you know maybe i'm catching some feelings oh my god <laughs> um hope bumps into zane and um says hello to him just like a friend and he loses his shit proving that zane is a dick um but gray happens to be also there and he rushes to her aid and comforts her and so hope might also be catching feelings for gray whoa when hope asks gray to the movies um gray decides that you know emma is taken apparently so he'll settle settle for someone nice like hope dds i'm sorry emma. doctor <laughs> that was very good 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 ellen green uh, <laughs> emma somehow gets a call back for the role she wants which is great and Barry goes with her, interested in her work. He then invites her to a party. But it turns out that he invited her to a table read of a script that his real girlfriend wrote. And Emma realizes that she has misread all the signs. He, in fact, never really asked her out. He, they only ever talked about her work. So it's it, that's on her. Mm. But... And, you know, whatever. And other than being a little pissed at herself about it, she's totally fine. Turns out, didn't catch feelings. <laughs> <laughs> she's safe, yes. <laughs> so when Emma and Hope have lunch with Hope grilling Emma about Grey, Emma realizes that maybe she's actually in love with Grey herself. Oh my gosh, I love Grey! Kind of moment, but without the fountain. Um... She confesses this to Liz and Eleanor, but accepts that Gray is with Hope, so she will not tell him. But now things are a little bit weird between them, as they're in love with each other, but thinks the other doesn't feel the same. <sighs> and, by the way, Emma gets the part she wants. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Eleanor calls Gray on being in love with Emma, which he doesn't deny. She breaks confidence and tells him that Emma loves him back, 
and that she is not with Barry, who has also quit the firm to pursue acting. And Hope also realizes that Gray has hung up on Emma and lets him go, because Hope, by far the, like, nicest person, not only in this movie, but possibly ever written on a page. (laughs) We'll we'll talk about all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So... Gray rushes to set where Emma is filming. She assumes he's there because something was wrong with the contract or something. Um, but Gray admits he his love to her, and Emma reciprocates. So they kiss, and since one, one kiss, kiss means forever, this partnership will last after Emma ages out of the ingenue role, <laughs> which is in like what two years. just kidding okay katie (laughs) oh my god so i'm gonna be completely honest up front i have more what the fucks than hallmark hallmarks um yeah um my first thing that i just like need to put out there because i feel like i I feel protective of my synopsis that i write right just because sometimes i think i'm funny um yeah (laughs) but this movie if you can't tell is clunky then this happens and then this happens and then this happens like i was writing this and i was like this this doesn't flow at all why why is this (laughs) and that goes hand in hand with one of the things that i've written a couple of times in my what the fucks is the script, not just outside of the story, the dialogue is very clunky. They spend time talking about details that mean nothing to advancing the scene. Like they, there's a moment in the beginning when you find out about like Eleanor's stepbrother firing her, which is kind of like sort of sensibility-ish kind of, which is kind yeah. of clever. But yeah. they, they spend probably three full minutes discussing the itemization of her resume and three minutes in a TV movie is a long time. And I'm like, why? This information never comes back at all unless it's meant to refer to some other, like, sequel where we actually get some sensibility, <laughs> like, and 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 probate or whatever kind of lawyer she is. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know what she does other than. Oh, it's like money. She, she yeah, did she audits. Does something with money. Yeah. I appreciated the the cleverness of that as well but there was a lot of like wow okay eleanor like we went to liz's dance studio like four times i mean granted that was a really cool location but i don't under but if i'm a dance student i don't want my dance instructor's friends just hanging out in their street clothes while i'm about to do like passes you know what i mean like i thought that was weird it was very weird i mean i mean it's been many years since i've taken a dance class but Speaking of street clothes, like street shoes on the dance floor was like a huge no-no. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially like, you know, if you have certain floors and whatever. Yeah. And they're just like chilling, like talking about like while her friend is working, like feet away. And and then there's like the like a couple conversations about like Emma's job that she has with Barry, where it's where he's asking her these questions, and sure you get that in sort of character building, but all of these conversations go on just like maybe like ten 
volleys too long mm-hmm. it's like okay you're, you, i get the point you're not giving me any plot driving information cut it so like i don't know i kept getting confused like am i missing something here like it's just going on way too damn long about their opinions on like acting <laughs> yeah and this is not i don't think this is an editing issue that i also had that made it clunky to me but it was a like whoever was writing the script or whatever like it was like this you've never done this before because you your like timeline of how things work feels wrong Mm. um specifically her getting this job and then having to sign the contract i got really hung up on it (laughs) i'll tell you (laughs) okay so she she uh like you know, she goes into her this job, which I feel like she would have to sign some kind of like NDA about it, but she doesn't. But whatever, it's fine. Um, you know, she, she attempts it twice, whatever. Then she gets a call. She's gotten the job. She will be there like on Monday, ready to go. Then people are like, um, you know, the studio hasn't gotten your signed contract yet. Okay. Then she's reading the script with her friends, which seems not great. And, you know, also like a problem. You know, and it takes like what feels like days for her to like bother with the script. Like she is learning lines or to bother with the contract rather. Like she's learning right. lines, she's doing all this stuff. It, like in a way where I was like, this, I, it, like she's not doing this yet like i feel like they wouldn't have given her the whole script at this point like she hasn't signed anything (laughs) right yeah no like and it's movie land so these things work much faster like if it's as big a blockbuster as they alluded to two auditions is not what it takes to get your you know (laughs) She, she had one audition and one like screen test but never with anyone else in the movie Mm -mm. and i think she's the lead Mm mm-hmm and I mean, and I don't have to see that in the context yeah. of this film, but like, if you're having contractual issues, like you should have done that before you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, like there, I understand it's what you're sort saying. Of like there was no conversation. Like, and also, it you know, it felt very much like, okay, you got this part, but there was no discussion about like, you know, I mean, not that I wanted it in the movie really, but like, it didn't go through her agent once Zane is out of the picture with the agent we don't see anything else about agenting which I don't mind I don't mind but it seemed like we went through her that was I think where I got a little confused because I was like okay I don't need to see the agenting that's true but also why is it going through her why does she have to go get the contract bring it to gray you know like there was like a few weird things where i'm like either she has an agent or she doesn't true 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 i mean i would say that like i mean i've never been up for a big role like this but i would say when it when it came time for contracts yes i'll have my own and if she had if he's like her personal lawyer and not part of like the team or the lawyer for the agency i could see a, a world where she had it but also how are we supposed to get into gray you know like how like this is the connection with the <laughs> I, where we get to see I him i understand why it happened i just i got 
I, I got distracted because Fair. it bothered me. It did like, get me thinking about the script. Like, remember, I don't know if you remember this, but there was this whole big drama when, like, the last Twilight film was coming, or the films, I should I say, was coming out. I not paying any attention about Well, the there Twilight was films. some actress who was, like, anonymous. They didn't give her a name, but she didn't end up getting a role, but she was auditioning for one of the roles in, like, the final Twilight movie and had accidentally left it at the hair salon that she was oh. um, the getting her hair done or they had put it somewhere. And so and then some people got it and, like, wrote to TMZ and she got into a lot of trouble because that script was out there you know yeah which i i'm not surprised yeah because why a lot of do that you can do that a lot of play a lot of big movies actually write like um dummy scripts with like different names and um it's, it's not quite the script so people don't know it's for something or what's happening right and also you know she auditions with the same scene over and over again. We only, I mean, they only write mm, six lines of dialogue for this movie. Um, I say that's okay for a movie like this. Yeah, No, it's fine. But it's like, I don't know. I just kind of kept feeling like we didn't need the whole, like, you know, it could just be sides for her audition. She doesn't need the whole script. True. But. She wanted it. Maybe she's a big enough star she gets the whole script. I don't know. I don't okay. have that in my life. Can we discuss her career? Okay. How big of a role? How big of a actress is she? Big enough that she lives next door to a dentist. <laughs> I, you know, like, the her fame was confusing. I feel like... I kind of see her as sort of like um, Joey King. Okay. Where if unless you really like those movies, like you know, if you're a certain age and you like those movies, maybe you don't know who she is, you know? I mean, I think she's a little bit more than a Hallmark star because she had those posters in her agent's um, room, Ooh. which was weird. Ooh. <laughs> but like, because at first I'm like, okay, we're dealing with an Aaron Krakow here. But I think she's a little yeah. bit bigger of a star than that. But if you don't watch, if you don't watch romances or like young, cute teen romances or something, I don't think you'd know who mm -hmm. this person was. Maybe Joey okay. King's a bad example, but I can't think of anybody else. Okay, I you know like it, she, you know because Hope recognized her instantly. But, like, she's not recognized out and about. True. You know, like, it was a weird... And, and like, Barry didn't recognize her. No. So it was just very... Strange. Yeah. I, it just, whatever. Sure. Sure. So we'll, we'll go with she's Hallmark's famous. Yeah. And, I, and I Hope, just, watch, Hope not... watches Hallmark's. Uh... But yeah, no, I, I agree. Like her, she seems to be famous enough that she's not like she's comfortable financially. Yes. <laughs> she can take some time off. Um, she's very comfortable meddling in other people's shit. So she's not totally like working on other shit at the same time. Like, you know, being a teaching artist or waiting tables or um, casting or whatever. But I did have a I did have a note. It was like you live in if you're if 
presumably successful actor, but you're living in the same neighborhood as a new dentist in town. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was that. Also, okay. I guess this sort of leads me into the insanity that is Zane. Um, but so for like the movie opens with her like filming her last scene in a movie, you know, that's a wrap kind of situation. Zane has not lined anything up for her after this. It's like he is one project focused. One client what? focused. One client. Well, yeah, he's very it's much always one, one client one focused. Client. Um, but he's also one project focus. Like he hasn't nothing. He he hasn't done anything for her next project. Like that seems crazy. She he has po- like seventeen different posters of her movies up on the wall. She's only what twenty four, or you know like like she she's clearly making like six seven movies a year. <laughs> like what is happening? I don't know. I don't. I mean. The whole, like, we never get a really good, like, agent-artist relationship in these movies. It always seems very, like, if only my agent only had me to worry about, you know? I I get that it wasn't wasn't going to be realistic. Yeah. Which is fine. But just, like, the fact that he didn't, like, they had nothing lined up, I thought, was bananas. Then... You know, the unprofessionalism of this man. He he has fallen in love with her. Okay. You know, I guess that might happen. She turns him down. Fine. He stops taking her calls. He apparently transfers her to another agent, but does not tell her. No. She is not consulted. <laughs> is this a thing? Also, like... I'm sorry, I'd sue him for breach of contract because I'm sure they have one of those. I'm sure, um, yeah. Like, what? Like, this is, like, not acceptable. Would um, he get my 10% because he set up this audition? Or <laughs> I, he waves that fee? Yeah, well, I like, mean. I mean, like, what the? Even so, he's, like, he stops talking to her. And, like, I get that he's butthurt about it, but also... I don't know why he's surprised. Um, But then in the food court, question mark, with Hope. Hope sees him. He clearly sees her. He is definitely doing the like, don't talk to me, please, um, thing. And she doesn't take that hint. But she goes like, hey. And he is like, oh, my God. I don't want to date you. I don't like you. I never did. Get away from me. And it's, whoa. Yeah. And I was really uncomfortable. Oh, absolutely. And he's supposed to be like a jerk in that moment, like enough that she goes away. <laughs> that scene actually threw me for a loop because if I'm really if I'm really thinking hard about this, they're all like getting lunch. And so hypothetically – Hope's dentist office, his agency office, and Gray's legal office are in the same one block radius that everybody is having lunch at this spot at the same time. I don't think that's the case because based on how things have been set up before. I agree. So here's Hope's dentist office felt farther away, but Zane's office and Gray's office 
are walking distance from each other because Emma has done it a few times. I guess so. I guess so. I just didn't buy it about, about hope. But no, I agree. But like Zane's a fucking dick. Um, it just was funny that I thought that they were like kind of all there. I'm like, where is this centrally located lunch spot that I had to know everybody's total and how they paid? That was another thing. I was like, I this this woman who's who who's a day player is like, thank you. That'll be fourteen ninety five, please. Enjoy your afternoon. Hi, how are you? Is that everything? That'll be twelve fifty, please. I'm like, this is not dialogue. I need to know about scriptwriter. No. Also, you know they because of the way they did it, they they didn't take names. So so when Gray like grabs Hope's food and goes after her, like I don't I forget he doesn't exactly know. what. He, he, right there's no way he could possibly know that that was hers we kind of do because we've been following along that you're number 220 you're 221 yeah. you're 222 but but gray is hypothetically like you know gonna be down the line and so when it gets to her 220 220 he's like that must be hope must go get it for her be nice right. about it and then you know not only that but he jumps out of line to grab it and the woman behind the and he's like i'll take it to her and the woman's like yeah that's cool sure <laughs> like, well this is canada <laughs> <laughs> like california canada yeah calif california canada yeah california <laughs> canadornia <laughs> sorry we are ridiculous i know um, my largest um, what the fuck. I mean, we've we've cut on some of the details, but since we're getting on in time, I just kind of wanted to. You kind of touched upon it a little bit about Hope being the nicest person ever to be written on film, mm-hmm. and I want to argue that all of them are so self-aware and like empathetic and cognizant of how other people are feeling i was like bull fucking shit so like we have we have you know hope getting her heart broken a couple of times about like oh we only went out a couple times no big deal we have gray going oh well you know i have been in love with her my whole fucking life but if she's in love with barry i guess i gotta let her go i deserve to be happy and emma saying the same thing you know hope is a great girl Maybe they'll be happy together. I'll be okay. And then they just decide that, you know what? Okay, everything's fine. I was like, no, this is why poetry exists. This is why people are assholes. You have an emotional connection. If you have no emotional connection, you all are sociopaths. I don't care how you're like rationalizing it in your head. This is not therapy. This is drama. I want theater. Uh, Fair. Um but I, I did really appreciate when Liz, when when Emma goes to tell Liz and Eleanor that she's in love with Gray, that Liz was like, are you really, though? Like, I, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you some questions. Because yeah. this came out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> I mean, I did, I did. I, I did like some of those things where it was like, uh, are you just jealous or whatever? And sure, I, I I do like the fact that they were like, okay, I can deal with this. I can, but I want the longing stares anyway, you know? <laughs> yeah. Nobody, nobody fought for anybody. No. Like in a way, like, you know, weirdly, like Zane does the most fighting for 
someone. Right. And you're like, that doesn't make me feel good. <laughs> right. Like, um, I, I don't care if your final conclusion is, yes, he is, like, you know, Hope is a great girl, but I want to see your angsty journey while you get there, you know? Right. Like, and I think you can hold those two things in your mind of, like, Hope Absolutely. is a great girl and I really like her. And also, I hate that she's with this person because I want to be. Yeah. Like, that I, that happens a lot. That's being a human. That's that beautiful pain we get to feel. I mean, isn't that, like, high school? Yeah. I mean. <laughs> like, oh, no, that's... my friend is dating the boy I like. <laughs> like, and you're like, ah, Everybody maybe we're not friends her. anymore but because he likes her. And then they break up and they're like, we can be friends again. <laughs> like... Oddly enough, my friend was named Emma. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh, that was the biggest like what the fuck for me. I was like, dude. I mean, yeah, I mean it was it was also in that vein, in a way where like when Gray comes up to Emma at the end and says, "I love you," if my best friend showed up at my work, like my best friend for years and years and years, and was like, "I love you," I'd be like, "Yeah, I love you too." You know, like it, it like it would not for a second make me think it was romance right well <laughs> i mean if i had a crush on him and he came up and said i love you i might have this like moment of if only you meant right. the way that right. i wanted I, you to very fair very fair but uh, but like i would not make the assumption that it was a romantic gesture in sure. any like i'd be like oh i wish it was i wish they meant it romantically and like I don't know, like her, like, oh, he means it romantically. It's like, how, how'd you get there? Okay. Because that's what it says in the script. <laughs> um, the, the last thing I wanted to point out, just because I thought I was, I was like, you, you're, the writer of this movie thinks they're too clever by half. Um, her last name is Hutton. Instead of Woodhouse. Like hut yeah. <laughs> and house. Oh my god! Uh, uh. A wood house is a hut. That's very funny. He was still gray nightly, which I liked, but I kind of wish they just called him nightly because gray is a terrible name. Yeah, it's kind of weird that they didn't call him nightly. Like I feel like they had the relationship where he would have called, you know, like they would have gone by last names. They felt yeah. like people who would have gone by last names. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, it, it, I, I even I did kind of wish that this was a trilogy to see what kind of movie dance teacher Elizabeth Bennett and auditor Eleanor Dashwood would have like <laughs> been. <laughs> okay, like, all right. Stepbrother yeah. kicked you out of your job and you have four sisters, one of whom is named Lydia. <laughs> right, like, what? Yeah. Right. I, I now I, I appreciated it. Yeah, I appreciated that as well. All uh, right, Hallmark Hallmarks. Hallmark Hallmarks. Again, mine's pretty light, um, and some of them are a stretch. Mm -hmm. I started off with overly invested in your friend's love life, but the other way around because it's Emma. <laughs> 
Um, I my first one just because I knew we were getting into Emma, so I got it down easy. Uh, secretly, silently in love. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh, awkward double date. Money is a minor plot point, but also not an issue. Not an issue. Um, I am stealing your uh, one that you've brought up before, Hannah, but it's the inversion of it. Mm -hmm. Um, New in town, so you get a local best friend, meaning Hope is new in town and her new local best friend is Emma. (laughs) That was my next one. (laughs) Hey, awesome. Yeah, I called that, for Hope, move to a new town, instantly make a best friend. Yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, We have a red dress for an important party. I had that one, too. Before that, I snuck in, the wrong guy has bad hair. That was, that's in my uh, pretty parade section, so (laughs) we'll get there. Okay. Uh, Desperately wanting everyone around her to be paired off, but not wanting that for herself. Uh-huh. Um, strange group craft project in this in this way it's cake decorating it, speaking of I actually wrote down is this a thing can we do this I think you can it looks like cake decorating color me mine yeah and I guess you get the cake <laughs> yum Maybe? how old are these cakes who supplies these cakes do they have them gluten free? Is it vegan? I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, it, they they're definitely way nicer than anything like, and it looks like the fondant topper is already there, so you yeah. just decorate. I don't know. I I had questions about this place. Um, Barry has a clear Canadian accent. Aww, eh? Um, staring at someone in the movies. Overheard and misunderstood, or a miscommunication. Yeah, with that phone call from Barry and, like, the Hun and more stuff, too. Yeah. My last one is one we talked about recently. Um, Anyone can walk on a film set. (laughs) Oh, Oh my God, this film set. I have a lot of feelings about it. Um, I don't have any more. Great. Pretty brave. Uh, Pretty brave. Um, I can start with my my anti is... Zane's hair. Oh my god. I said, why is it like that? It's like he's trying to look younger but is wearing a wig. Yeah, that's it was real bad hair. Just it real was, bad. It like it, it was a Justin Bieber hairstyle circa twenty fifteen. I would I would say yeah, yeah. Or maybe even a little earlier. Like tw- okay. like when he was younger, like twenty eleven. Baby, yeah, like like a young a young early Justin Bieber with the like bangs swept all the way across the forehead in a way mm-hmm. that I like never understood. Um, he had my haircut, <laughs> not your current one. Well, kind of just no, overgrown. His, his, his was weirdly longer, um, in a way that is not okay. Um, yeah, like it just like it felt like the bangs like it's almost like he had a side part, but the bangs went to the other side. It's bad. <laughs> Um, but it also looked like a wig and it looked like he was trying to age himself down because he actually was like 45 to everyone else's 25. Sure. No. (laughs) I agree. Did you have any pretties in the pretty parade? A few. Um, I, I really, she has this outdoor patio that I thought looked really pretty. Oh yeah. That was nice. And I was like. 
you know what? This house is almost worth it for that. Um, I, I like I like this fire pit outdoor patio thing. Um, and then I also liked she, I think it was for the uh, table read party. She wore a black dress with white polka dots and a red belt and red shoes, and I just thought it was really cute. I have that one down too. Yeah, yeah, it was for that. <laughs> um, exactly how you wrote it too: red belt, red shoes, polka dot dress. It was yeah. so freaking cute. Yeah, and it like in sort of like it was like a button down dress, like almost fifties style. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was just kind of like, it it was just adorable, is what it was. So. My only other pretty parade um, is I actually kind of liked the paintings in the last in the beginning scene where she, the last scene takes place in like an art gallery um, in her of the of her last movie that she's filming. And I kind of liked the paintings that they were around. They were very colorful. Um, so that was my pretty parade. OK, yeah. cool. Um, across the universe. I mean, I didn't write anything down, but we've got all the Emma stuff and the the Austin people. Um, did you did you find anything else out? Yes, and yes. if you didn't know this, you're gonna lose your goddamn mind. Um, I'm excited. So, first of all, the guy who plays Zane is the same guy who played John Willoughby in Sense and Sensibility with Ashley Williams. Oh my god! And the writer wrote both movies what <laughs> okay so how okay so since so sense and sensibility came before and then this happened like how i don't know because sense and sensibility as it is it's so much better it is so good was was eleanor an auditor in Sense and Sensibility, was she kind of like a she was kind of a, like a lawyery type lady, right? Yeah, but there was no stepbrother. There was no. No, that's true. Like, I was hoping that there connection. No. God damn it! There's not. You were so close. Whoever wrote this, I know. I know. Writer it, it, like, and it made me very sad to to learn that. And I was like, because also there's like a ten year gap. I think it's like yeah. a 2011 movie, um, and so. It it made me sad that this came so long after, and I was like, but but but. And well, look, if you want to hear our episode on Sense and Sensibility, uh, that is from uh, a, a long time ago. But it, it but was we do have one. <laughs> it was our one. It was our one year anniversary. Yeah, I believe. Yeah. After one year, we did that episode because that was our our starting point. Yeah, that was. Ugh. I love that. I movie. love it. It's a, it's a banana pants, but I love that movie. I'm so sad. <laughs> but I'm glad you looked that up. Thank you. That's amazing. Uh, all right. Um, new and noteworthy. Do you have anything? Um, well, there's this, there's sort of the self awareness, I guess, um, part of it. Uh, my only one is they uh, when Emma and Barry go for for a drink. It looks like red wine. Oh. Like not, it, I mean, Robitussin? probably not, but it's the closest I've seen to, you know, it's not like that, like weird pink water. Yeah. <sighs> um, I liked that it did kind of seem like Gray and Hope could possibly be happy dating. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked that we got to see that they were enjoying dating each other and we don't often get that gray area of another person. 
mm-hmm. it's either like yeah. vastly wrong or whatever yeah um so i like yeah that. yeah like it felt like hope was a you know nobody wants to be the person you settle for but also like that could i agree that could have worked they had they had similar interests in a lot of ways i think they're they're, they're they both looked at each other with interest in the dark in the movies yeah. and i was like oh okay mm, yeah sure right but i also felt like you know emma wouldn't have gone to this movie with gray and he actually did want to go <laughs> you know like that kind of thing as well yeah that's why sometimes people have more than one boyfriend <laughs> or sometimes you can have a just a friend you don't yeah. have to like i mean husband billy and i often went on dates because you didn't want to go see the movies we did exactly <laughs> or i wasn't caught up and y'all wanted yeah, to see it all. in the theater <laughs> and so i'm like all right you guys go have fun yeah which i yeah, love, we, I love it so we, much. we would do that all the time <laughs> not all the time but you I know i love enough. that he's husband billy now because he's not fiance <laughs> billy anymore <laughs> well he's not <laughs> i mean it's i suppose funny. i could just call him billy but then then I don't know if people would know who we're talking about. It's so true. Husband Billy. Did you have a supporting shout out? Um, I, I just kind of wanted to shout out the director of the film. Um, he was, the one I person think, of color in this movie? the one person of color in the movie, but he was just so beautiful to me. Like he was just your quintessential, like artsy director with the glasses and the scarf. And I, I felt like he was the most convincing character in the whole film. Um, I, I don't know. I just wanted to, to say good on you, sir. Okay, great. I didn't have one. So kiss meter. Boy. Um, I gave it a six. Okay. Um, I said it was fine. It was not offensive. It was just not great. Considering these have been people who've held a torch for each other for a really long time. Um, like, I don't know. It just was really boring to me. And it was in the middle of her fucking work day (laughs) while she was working. Um, so I almost rated it, ranked it lower, but because there was nothing really wrong with the kiss, I gave it a six. Um, though I did really like the last line done by my sporty shout out director about her makeup needing to get retouched. I thought that was very funny. Um, yes. How about about you? Um, I couldn't get to six. I gave it a 5.75. Cool. Um, because the sound stage that they're working on like really weirded me out. I was like, I feel like somebody died here. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just, it made me uncomfortable. I did not like it. Um, and like, they weren't really on display, but they were sort of on display. Cause again, she is at work. She's at work. Uh, like she just finished, you know, a, a take and they're in front of everyone. Plus she's dressed like a warrior elf. Mm-hmm. or something and they're and they're setting up to do the shot again so technically yeah. like you know she should be going again she should stay <laughs> yes. in character because this is the climax apparently <laughs> yes right where they are retreating um retreat and and like i don't really i don't know i'm not a fan of like i love you before we ever kiss or like i, I don't know like it it felt like i, I I just didn't buy the I love yous in the same way. I, mm. Sure. But again, I also agree that the, the kiss was fine as a standalone. I just had a lot of, like, issues around it. I totally agree. So, Hannah, would you 
could you recommend others watch this? Unfortunately, no. <laughs> I I love a good adaptation, a fun adaptation, but this was not fun enough to do that. Plus, I don't feel like there was enough Emma to quite get me to the like, oh, now this section of Emma, like excitement that, you know, mm-hmm. like, like I felt like they lost the Emma plot line about halfway through. Yeah. I, I, I really do feel that. Like, I, I liked this version of Frank Churchill, to be honest. Yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, I said sure, but I don't really have that much of a, of, I don't really care. I don't care if you watch this. <laughs> Do it if you want. It's not fun. It's not a one of our, like, this is so bad. Drink with it. Yeah. Everyone is. The thing that I appreciated about this movie is, especially with you and I, Hannah, about how we always wish that people were more self-aware or more mm-hmm. like, okay. And now that I've gotten it, I don't like it. <laughs> well, I think what we're still aiming for is something in between like we want somebody who has maybe been to therapy but is still in therapy that's yeah the, that's the sweet spot as opposed to you desperately need to go to therapy and you're refusing or you are enlightened <laughs> and i don't think any of these people are enlightened because i feel like even if you're enlightened you can still have that i am still in a human body and my body will have emotions that i my brain cannot control i you know <laughs> I can feel uh, grief maybe, and sadness. Like, the, the, they're perfect versions. Yeah. Even with the conflict that they're thrown into, they're still perfect sure. versions. Whereas, like, as opposed to, like, more human-y versions. Sure. Um, I also, I mean, Emma usually is an annoying character. Um, she just kind of is that way. Um, I felt like this actress got on my nerves a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, she was... I don't know, though her nasality kind of like bleh, vocal fry. I don't know. There was a lot of times where she was like, oh, thank you. And like a, <laughs> the way Alexis Rose is making fun of. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I just I couldn't I couldn't do it. I wish it was better because I genuinely liked the Emma Eleanor Elizabeth um, <laughs> triple E's. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that that I, I feel like there was something somebody could do there beautiful so. well that that's uh that's lights camera romance that has no romance really no, it really doesn't zero romance um and very little movie actually Th- but a there's lot a lot of lights a lot of lights it's very well lit movie yeah but we don't really get a camera because she's on she's on camera like within the movie for like five seconds sure Thanks, everybody, for going on this journey with us. Uh, make sure you're following us at One Kiss Means Forever, where one and the four are numerals on all the social platforms that anybody seems to be using. Um, you know, Instagram, fucking X, uh, Threads, Facebook. We try to live tweet because that's what we are going to continue to call it. The new movies as much as possible, because uh, that's a fun game. Yep. 
It's a fun game. And if you would like to email us anything you might know about Spark TV, um, our email address is uh, one kiss means forever. Uh, that's all spelled at gmail.com. Sorry. One kiss means forever at gmail.com. That is all spelled out like it is on our logo. And thanks as always to Flint Pastors for our intro outro music. His stuff's on Apple Music, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Make sure to rate and review us on your podcast app of choice. Yeah, thank you for doing that. And we'll see you in a couple weeks. See you in a couple weeks. More romance. Yay! Yay! Bye! Bye! Folks. 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 It's spelled foul with a K in it. Folks. <laughs> Folks. <laughs>